Welcome to the Marketing and Other Markets podcast with me, Matt Muscat. This is a podcast for real estate industry professionals who are doers. Each episode will feature an interview with a top producer or someone who's doing things differently in an exciting way. For those who already know me or have read my books and blogs, my brand of marketing is tangible and repeatable because we don't all need to reinvent the wheel. In every episode, my promise to you is that you will leave with at least one tangible idea that you can execute on today. Hey guys, everyone out there on Facebook and out there on the internet, um, Matt Muscat with Treadstone Funding, and today I'm really excited to, to get some experts and some good friends here to talk about something that is in the media a lot, and for anyone in real estate, we don't always know how to approach, and that, that topic is diversity today. So before we get started and before I introduce our, our panel of experts and, and knowledgeable people, I want to introduce Maureen Thompson with Genworth. Mortgage Insurance, uh, they have agreed to sponsor today, and uh, I'll let her take it from here. Excellent, thanks. Hello, Matt and uh, Steve and Daryl. Uh, I just wanted to give you a quick uh, uh, bit of information. Genworth Mortgage Insurance, uh, our business is about getting people in homes and keeping them there. With our lender partners, such as Treadstone, uh, we help make the dream of homeownership a reality for families across the U.S., and for folks that aren't really familiar with what mortgage insurance is, we are the PMI people, and we help people get into homes without requiring a 20% down payment, which takes a long time to save for. And with that, and, and I was really excited when you guys had agreed to, to chat with us today, because mortgage insurance is one of those things that really does make homeownership a lot more accessible for a lot more people, which really plays into our topic today of diversity. And I know, um, just to kind of introduce, so Daryl um, on the panel today, Daryl is a realtor I've known for five years or so. He's with the Lucas Howard Group, one of the top teams in the West Michigan area. They're always doing really great things and they really always put their clients, no matter who they are, first. Steve is an attorney, a mortgage expert, a real estate expert, and a lot of other things. He almost just got struck by lightning due to a storm in his area. Um, however, he's gonna be with us today. And Steve and I had talked a couple weeks ago about diversity in real estate mortgages. And one of, the, one of the interesting things there is that there's a lot of people in our industry who the only time they deal with diversity, it's usually in an office email coming from compliance, coming from an attorney. And although we're, you know, hopefully all big fans of diversity and what it can bring, it's oftentimes thrown upon us and we get it in that light. So we wanted to talk today about embracing diversity in real estate in the workplace and not only how to embrace it, but what, it, what benefits can kind of lead to and how we can get there. Well, Matt, thank you for having me today, number one, and it's nice to be with everybody on the call. Two things about what you said. First off, the first thing you said is, hey, these are diversity experts. Hey, no, I'm not. Uh, let me just say flat out, I am not a diversity expert. I am somebody who cares. I'm somebody who's been in the industry and I think has some practical ways of working with diversity and seeing the benefits of it, but I'm not sure that I would necessarily go as far as to call me an expert. And you said that I'm an attorney, which I am an attorney, but I am not here giving legal advice today. But I am saying, hey, with a little bit of that background, how has this played out? And I think you're dead on when you say a lot of people, they get they, they hear the word diversity and it comes across in an email. And what the email says is, okay, here's your diversity training. We're going to be doing this once every quarter and we need you to, and it's screen after screen after screen, and then make sure you sign off on this. And it, the, my concern with that is 
it's being presented to me as the employee. See, I'm not taking the legal role here, but as the employee of, hi, go here, do this, acknowledge that we told you about this, and therefore we won't get sued. And basically what it says is most diversity training will say, thou shalt not discriminate based upon race, religion, age, gender, national origin, medical condition, and sexual orientation. Okay, those are like the big seven that are sitting right there, right? So, and to me, I, as, as a user of that type of training, I'm like, no kidding. I mean, I, I, I know that those are not only that they're wrong, but we shouldn't be doing them in the first place anyway. So fine, here, let's check the box. So as I thought about it, and I've been working with a lot of different lenders and real estate uh, companies across the country, what I realized was companies present diversity to their employees as a requirement. You must do this because if you don't, we will get sued. And to get somebody, I think it was your word, Matt, you said how to embrace it. We need to show people not that it's a requirement, but that it's of benefit to embrace yes. it. Well, you know, it's the old W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me? And so the first thing that I think about is to embrace it is not just to say, okay, here's the seven that, you, that you, we definitely should not discriminate based on. But if you add an eighth and you call it diversity of thought, once we get diversity of thought, then that expands our mind and our activities and what we're doing. And the beauty of that is where do you get diversity of thought? You talk to somebody of a different race, religion, age, gender, national origin, medical condition, or sexual orientation, right? Because we all see our world through our own lens. But the minute we hear from somebody that has a different lens than us, one of those seven categories, our mind opens up. It can change our entire business internally and externally. Anecdotally, I had... I had some guy. Okay, did you want to say something, Matt? Well, I was just going to say, I mean, I think something you just said there that I, is huge is that it's really about the mindset, right? It's, it's you ha if, you, if you only know what you know, as soon as you're exposed to different thoughts, it's a game changer. I think from the homeowner perspective, the home buyer perspective, the realtor perspective, and mm -hmm. the lender perspective, by simply having an open mind and then getting some new ideas, it changes your perspective on how you're going to see everything else down the, down the path. Think about it for one second. And, and I, I mean, this might be going off track. Pull me back in if it is. But Daryl, I would throw this to you as a real estate agent, yes. right? We mm -hmm. got to talk to somebody from a different race, religion, age, gender, national origin, medical condition, sexual orientation. Yep. I, I'll just look at you flat out. I'm a Jewish guy. Now, if you didn't know anything, if you've never dealt with anybody who's Jewish before, if I'm somebody who keeps kosher, what do I need in my kitchen? I need two sinks. Yeah. Well, how important would that be for you as a real estate agent to understand that that's a concern for me? And I'm, I'm making an assumption here, Daryl. I'm assuming you're not Jewish. Maybe you are. Maybe you're not. I don't no, know. No. Completely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right? But by, yeah. mm -hmm. by expressing that, dealing with somebody from a different of one of those sevens, all of a sudden it allows him to do what? Meet his customer need that much better because he understands from where that person is coming. For sure. And, and what's important to them. We do that through asking questions, right? Um, and I think that diversity starts with that culture. What are 
and understanding that with uh, your clients. So from my standpoint, it is that. It, it's asking, what do you absolutely need in a house? Because I don't know. Um, Steve, I wouldn't have known that, right? Uh, if, if we're sitting down for a consultation beforehand and prep, I need to know what strategy we're going with. And I need to know what makes you feel comfortable and confident in the process as a buyer. From your standpoint, I, it, I mean, from a, a business standpoint, we make sure we have the right culture in-house as well so that those issues aren't seen or where you try to uh, prevent those before, before it happens. I want to make sure that everybody around me feels comfortable and I want to feel comfortable in my workspace as well. And we address those issues up front um, through a private, private meeting if, if there are issues there from a diversity standpoint. Uh, yeah. Daryl, you think know about how this growth, I'm sorry, Matt, but think about how that, with Daryl, what you just said, how this, that helps you in what your ultimate goal is. Because let's just say you, I, you didn't ask that question and, and I do keep kosher, let's just assume. So we go through a house and you see a house that has two sinks. And you're like, I got no idea. Maybe they're very dirty people here. That's why they have two sinks. They have too much to wash. Well, if I'm walking through that house and you're saying they're dirty people that live there and I realize that the reason there's two sinks is because it's a kosher household, what just happened? You just offended your customer. Oh, yeah. So it really is important to make sure we have that open mindset, that diversity of thought to be able to reflect upon it so we can best relate internally and externally. And I, I think that's letting go of your assumptions. Wouldn't you agree? Totally. Exactly. Yep. And your point earlier, Gerald, when you mentioned asking questions, even if you have those assumptions, right? An assumption could guide you in theory, and sometimes you might be right, but by asking the questions to everybody, you're really giving yourself and your clients the benefit of the doubt and the opportunity to learn and grow. You know, Daryl, you're on the front lines. I mean, like, I work in, I work in the back office on the marketing side. Yeah, Steve's yeah, out there training. When, when COVID's not happening around the country. What are you seeing from an education standpoint? Um, what, you know, when you're meeting with clients on the front lines, what, what do they know and how does diversity help in terms of educating your clients and, and obviously getting them into, into the right homes? Yeah, sure. I think that, I mean, that, yeah, getting them into the right homes um, and even from a selling standpoint, uh, I think that on both sides, having uh, issued uh, just recently and not knowing that the, the Holy Quran should not be put or displayed um, during showing, obviously during showings, but it was on a mantle. I didn't know that um, until, until we walked into the property and before we could get through the front door, our wife, my buyer wife was ready to go. And it, just understanding that and asking in that point in time, knowing to, to freeze and ask, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Client, why is this an issue? Or you talk to me a little bit about this because I didn't understand this ahead of time so that I can identify that and know just for anyone else that's in my, in my buyer pool or my pipeline. In addition to that, um, from an education standpoint, you have to be open. And, and uh, like Steve said, the diversity of thought is, is super important. Letting go of your assumptions because the way that, that you were raised and what you, your social norms and, and your values are different than so many other perspectives. And if you want to be to, to survive, not only in this business, but just in life and be able to, to uh, communicate through, you know, different creeds and, and just, you know, different people. That's, that's vital for sure. So education. I think people are scared of it. Yeah. I think people are scared of it because they're scared of saying the wrong thing or they're, they're scared that they don't know. And I think that's what the whole point is there's certain, we, none of us know everything. Yeah. So when you come at it from a very honest approach of please help educate me, I, I think that was the word Daryl used. Yeah, make me better understand. Make me better yes. by understanding and educating me. 
that's a very sincere place where you're coming at it. So it's not just simply I'm doing this because of business, but I'm really trying to grow here. And, sure. and I think that's a nice way to do it and, and a powerful way to do it. <clears throat> Serve you at a high level and being vulnerable and, and disarming. Hey, I, I'm asking something I don't know. Um, so if I, if I do offend you, please understand that it's me coming from a place that I've never been or un, un, uncharted territory. So teach me, let me know, because I want to know for not only you, but to anyone else I'm serving at a high level as well in the future. Well, I think that also goes to the point of kind of being curious. I mean, we mentioned being open and I think that's where, that's where it really starts. But then being curious, I mean, being curious about other cultures and other groups other than yourself is, is a great way to learn. And it's a great way for, for the conversation to really get started. Now, in terms of, you know, we're, we're saying a lot of great things here. We're talking about some important topics. But what's like one, what is one thing that someone could do today? Like, we always like to get tangible. Like, what can we do today? What is something that, you know, let's say Johnny is in real estate or mortgages and he works in an office where, you know, the majority of people are like him. Uh, you know, not because not he wants to, but just that's, that's where he works today. How can he start to expand his circles? How can he expand the types of people that he's around so that he can, you know, benefit from that diversity of thought and diversity of, of, of ideas as well? And I would Errol's say- taking his head, so I'll, oh, I was like, I don't know. I would love to kind of share an idea, and, and this is just um, in, you know, kind of ob observing. Um, I'm involved uh, as part of my job in the local uh, and state level mortgage bankers association. So that's something that uh, is important to me. But um, there are a number of different organizations um, that are national in scope, but also have local um, chapters. Uh, the National Association of Real Estate Brokers uh, is predominantly a, um, a minority um, a participant organization. Uh, the Asian Real Estate Association of America. So if, you know, I would love to branch out and participate in those organizations. Uh, NAMBA is another uh, great organization, which is the National Association of Minority Mortgage Bankers. Uh, so just even uh, checking out some of the events or checking out some of the um, resources that those organizations have. Uh, if I'm sitting in an office in Grand Rapids, I may not, you know, really know that those organizations exist locally. Yeah. And more, it's such an interesting point too, because when I first got into the industry, I had I, I would always see like Women's Association of Realtors, Women's Council of Realtors events, and all these different minority-led organizations that are about my industry. But I'm like, well, I can't go because I'm not a woman. But then I found out I can go, and I found out that a lot of these organizations are really there just to open people's minds and to be a great place for connections in general. Um, and then, so you can, even if you're not X, Y, Z, that's in the name of the organization, you can show up, you can be a part of them. You can be a supporter. You can be a friend. You can be an advocate. Um, it's an awesome opportunity to connect with people outside of your circle. That's such a great point. Yeah, totally agree. And I, and also sharing that with other folks in your, in your industry as well, because not everyone, just like you, they don't know either. So being able to, to share that in an open platform, letting other people know your experiences in this organization will we'll create some diversity there as well. And what, you know, one other thing I always think about when it comes to diversity, I, you know, before he died, I sat through a really interesting talk that Anthony Bourdain gave. And he talked about the fact that no matter what your beliefs are, no matter what your, your background is, food is kind of like that great, that great divide, right? You can sit down and enjoy a great meal, no matter who cooks it, no matter where it's from. And 
it helps you connect with the people that made it, the people that are the proprietors. So, you know, why not go to a restaurant that's in a different part of town? And why not check out what they have to offer? Talk to the other guests that are there. Talk to the owners. Talk to your wait staff. Learn about why they started it, why they did it, why they eat there, why they patronize there. It's such a great way to just see see culture from a different perspective while doing something that, you know, as humans, we have to do a couple times a day anyways. It's interesting because Maureen was talking about the different associations. And when I look at this panel, she's bringing up, but one that I've actually worked a lot with is NARAP, National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. And no one on our panel happens to be Hispanic. So therefore, what? That was the one that we ended up not actually mentioning. So that, that's the whole point. There's so, the, that's what I mean about embracing that opportunity and that thought. It, 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 it's so vast, it's so big, and there's so much opportunity that's presented right there that, that it's something that definitely is, you should be taking, grasping onto. Yeah. Like, I come back to Matt, and you said, how, practically, how do we do this? Well, within the actual workplace, I'm not just talking customers at this point, but you know, one way to get the diversity is within our own workplace, and then that can branch out into the customer base. We hear, and it's a, it's a bit of a legal term, is, is disparate impact. And I'm not sure if everybody knows what disparate impact is, but disparate impact basically says, we're gonna create a rule or we're gonna do something, and we unintentionally had a negative impact on one of those protected seven groups that we just talked about. So let, let's go back, 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 back in, in US history. The only people who can uh, vote are property owners, right? Uh, we all heard that when we were going through high school or whatever, I guess middle school now when I went through was junior, junior high school. But the only people that can vote are property owners, right? Well, that had an impact, even though that seems fair on its face that it would not discriminate against any certain group. Well, guess what? Who weren't property, who were property owners? White men. So by doing it that way, it had a disparate or an unfair, unintended impact on those other groups. And I think that's a very commonly accepted and known thing that's out there right now. But what I'm watching is something that's a little bit different. It's called disparate selection. And when you look, it's got the same disparate word that's right there. So it's unfair, yet un unintended, yet unfair. So what is disparate selection? So Maureen comes into my office and I say, Maureen, we're looking for somebody who does this, a loan officer, da, 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 da. And I happen to know Maureen. And Maureen goes, yeah, and da, da, oh, I see you have something on the back wall right there and, and you play golf. Oh, I play golf too. Do you play golf? Maureen plays golf. And, do, well, do you happen to know so-and-so? Oh, I happen to know so you, Do you see what just happened? I just, I just bonded with that person unintentionally and now when it comes to should I select her or somebody else, what's going to happen? There's a better chance that I'm going to end up selecting her. And what did I do? I did not expand into the Hispanic realm or into one of the other areas that's sitting right there. So that's what I mean by disparate selection. We tend to, and you had said it at one point, Matt, we tend to be around the people that are most like us. And that's why you said we should go to other restaurants that are outside that we usually don't go to same concept when it comes to hiring because we look in somebody and we go oh my god they're just like me i think when people ask me 
I mean, I'm looking at the rest. Well, uh, I'm looking at certain people on this screen. Maureen and I, um, I, I think we, we're in a different age group than some of the other people that are on this screen. So uh, on these screens, so, uh, hey, I'm you and I, I said. So, so I get the question a lot of times, hey, do you know so-and-so? Yes, I do. They just became CEO of this company or they just became sales manager. They just got this new position at their job. Do you think they will be good? And I always say, I'll tell you if I think they're going to be good in 60 days. And they say, why? What happens in 60 days? I said, I want to see who they surround themselves with. If they surround themselves with everybody that's exactly like them and think diversity of thought and think exactly like them, I'm going to tell you, I don't think we have a very good leader there because that's a person who's looking for a yes man or a yes woman. If they surround themselves with people who present, present and have different backgrounds, have greater diversity and, and come at it from those other approaches, this person's going to be a whole lot more well-rounded and be able to understand the reality of what's before them. So that's what I look at disparate selection a lot of times in addition to disparate impact for that very reason. So what does that look like, Steve? I mean, just out of curiosity, when you, when you say that, what does that look like from, you know, who are they surrounding themselves with and where does that pool come from? Because even then, you know, it, it, it does, it is pretty challenging for an individual who does get that position to find others that, that may uh, come from a different, different background. Well, let, let's just take the, the classic example of the, the, the white men's network on the golf course. Mm-hmm. Hey, what happened? I worked my deal out on the golf course. Who did I work it with? People that I already know that I play golf with who do what? represent the same type of group that I'm at. So legally, I'm not getting into that. I don't know what I'm not, we're not getting the ramifications, but I find if you are cognizant that we all have that tendency to, to see what's in front of us, instead of exploring those other opportunities that we didn't necessarily consider through diversity, will be better at what we are. So I'm not saying legally say no business on the golf course. What I'm saying is that's one of your options, but have you considered the other areas where you could have met people to take it into a different direction? I get it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. So, you know, one of the, one of the things I get in real estate marketing all the time is every realtor and lender I meet wants to know what's the next big thing. They want to know what's the next big thing in marketing, what's the next big thing in housing and the economy, et cetera. And I think one of the messages I'm really getting from this call and from, from listening to Daryl and Steve and Maureen and everything I'm hearing is that whatever that next big idea is, it's not going to come if everyone you're, if every place and everyone you're looking for these ideas from is just like you. The next big thing is going to come when you immerse yourself in a different group when you expose yourself to new ideas, all of a sudden you're going to realize that the next big thing already exists somewhere else. It's just in a different application and how you're going to bring it to your industry or your niche or your, or your, your meeting with your buyers and sellers. And it doesn't have to necessarily be innovative. It just needs to be different because difference is what is what gets noticed oftentimes for the novelty and for the exciting, for the excitement that it can bring to everyone, the value that it can bring in everybody's lives. Cool. Well, I know I, I already took- know what I know. 
I already know what I know. If I, if, if I already knew what the next big thing would be, you know what I'd be doing, Matt? The next big thing. So the only way that I'm going to be able to discover what that next big thing is, is to what? Not only diversity people, but diversity of business. That's where I think the, one of the huge changes is going to happen within the mortgage industry. If you look at who the movers and the shakers say, oh, well, we now have doctor loans. That's not a big mover and a shaker. But if you're trying to totally upend something, it, it's, hey, what's the technology in another business and how do we apply that into our business? I'm watching that, Daryl. I see that more in real estate yep. than I see that actually in the mortgage world. Because I'm watching in real estate that they're trying to figure out hey, how can we, instead of having the agent walk through, just mm -hmm. go in and put a code on the phone, put the code against the door, the door opens up, and then they can walk through the house, and then they can have a virtual tour that's sitting right there, and they can just show it at the appliance of the refrigerator that's in the house, and they say, oh, well, that's a GE 2000, and it's got another year left on the warranty. And it, so it's taking the diversity from other businesses, and how do we apply it to our world. That's another way to look at diversity, for sure. Agreed. Agreed. Definitely something that I'm seeing in our industry as well. And uh, I, I agree with all those points, Steve. Cool. Well, thank you guys all so much for being a part of this today. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.